Welcome to Revive Family, parenting in the 21st century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott. What's it like for a family striving to fix problems in a blended family? Mom may have one parenting style, while dad has another. That can be a rough ride. Jeff has the Gamlin family from Seattle as his guests on today's program. Today, I have a family joining me from Seattle. It's the Gamlins, and with me is Mick. Hello. Diane. Hi. And Brenna. Hi. Hey, Brenna. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's great to have you all with us, and it's a thrill to have you on because you guys, through the years, have made some significant changes in how you've been looking at viewing and executing parenting within your home. And Diane, I remember it was years ago that we first talked and I sent you a set of audio CDs that I knew you hadn't listened to. Take us back to that a little bit and some of the things that you were going through at that point in time. When we're a blended family, being kind of the type that wanted to control things, we tried, so which made it an even bigger mess. Uh, we were involved in a parenting class at that time uh, at a church that we were attending, and uh, we had also looked at some other programs that you hear on the radio a lot, two of them that have uh, really big followings, and the uh, the one program that we purchased uh, for a lot of money, uh, we listened to the CDs, and it made the family dynamics so much worse, to the point where it almost destroyed our marriage and the relationships with all three of our kids. Uh, it was to the breaking point at that point. And then you walked in the door of the, the parenting class that we were involved in, at the church, and uh, we got to talking and, and met you. And but what we had heard really sparked interest, and we were really interested in, in learning more. But for some reason, and I can't explain why, we didn't listen to those CDs right away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a it was a good six to nine months, I think, before you finally did. Yeah, so Mick, as you're thinking back to that time frame, what was going on in the house that caused you to buy that expensive parenting program? Well, we just had some serious dysfunction in, uh, within the family dynamics, you know, blending two families. You know, I had one uh, parenting style, and Diane had another parenting style, and they were, you know, completely off kilter with each other. And so we decided that, hey, you know, it's on the radio, so let's just try it. You know, everybody seems to be doing it, and and uh, come to find out that it actually, like Diane said, it actually made things worse. I mean, it was to the point where she had pretty much most of her stuff loaded in the truck and started up and getting ready to drive out the driveway before uh, I realized that things needed to change. And uh, then we can really get our, our real transformation happening once we started listening to the, the, the CDs that Jeff had uh, given given to Diane and made a world of difference. Um, I've, I've changed my attitude and my parenting style dramatically because of that, and the, the end result is absolutely amazing. Which has been fun to watch from a distance to, to hear the change in the stories. You know, I think I recall a story, Diane, where things had gotten to the point where Brenna was pretty much done with both you you and uh, Mick. I think there was a, a story, something related to homework. Tell us a little bit more about specifically what was going on so parents can relate to 
to that whole scenario? We struggled for uh, several years when Brenna was younger. And one incident that we had, um, because the relationship was not healthy and it was not in a good place, trying to sit down and help Brenna with homework was was painful in many cases. You know, she was usually in tears, and then it would come down to Nick would dig in his heels, would be, you know, do as I say, and demanding and, and a lot of yelling. And one incident is she got so frustrated with the math, and, you know, his his intentions were great. He was trying to get her to take a look at the problem again, reread it, find out where she had made the mistake or what questions she had missed. And at some point, it ended up with a crumpled up homework page torn at this point in time because the erase mark, she'd erased it because she was getting so frustrated with us. And she'd erased the whole answer, not realizing that her answers were correct. She was just missing the last piece of the problem. And the pencil went flying across the room and she went storming down the hallway and the door slammed. And then it was threats to take the door off the hinges and not allow her to have a door. And this is all stuff where things that we were being told that were normal. Oh, it's normal to have conflict in the house. It's normal to have fights like this. You know, the best thing you can do is, you know, control your kids more and then take away stuff from them when they don't listen to you. And that's what you hear out in society. But something in the back of our minds kept saying, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something different. Yeah, Brenna, in the middle of all of this, I know from talking to you previously that you don't remember a lot of that because there was the pain of the divorce and then moving into this this time and it's common for kids to block out memories when things are really intense and really painful but do you remember how you felt in that time frame when all that conflict was going on um upset and sad we got into lots of arguments and stuff and when you're when you're in that situation and you know there's a lot of conflict what I've found is a lot of preteens, which you were at that point in time, the kids tend to disappear onto their phones. They tend to hide in their rooms. They get into watching things on YouTube or social media. So what did you do when all of that was going on? Probably all of the above. <laughs> Hiding in my room, doing whatever I could to not be bored. To not be bored because you just didn't want to go out into the rest of the house. So, Diane, I remember I got a phone call from you, and that phone call was, I think I'm just going to get divorced. I'm on the phone with you, and I said, before you get divorced, would you do me the favor and listen to the audio CDs? I know you haven't done it. And tell me a little bit more about what happened when you finally put those in as you were taking a drive. We were um, actually going to pick up our stepson's for a, a residential weekend with them and bring them back here. And our drive was a couple-hour drive. And so we popped them in. When we started listening to the CDs, it was it was the first time that we felt hope, the first time that we saw a realistic view of how to change the, the family. It was the answer to so many prayers and questions and we looked at, both Mick and I looked at each other and went, why didn't we listen to these sooner? So Mick, as you're sitting thinking back to that car ride, what was going through your mind as you're listening to him? Because I know you are definitely more of the control-focused parent. 
Well, what uh, was going through my mind was, oh, great, here we go again. Another parenting class or another parenting CD for us. And my resistance to want to change because I am such or was such a um, dominating personality that I didn't really want to do it, but I knew I had to do something different because what was going on before wasn't working. And I value my family family and my family life, you know, quite a bit. So I decided, you know, I, let's just give it a try. Let's see what happens. And as Diane said, we listened to it, you know, we listened, repeated listening to it a few times just because it's like when you hear something once, you don't get it all. And then we decided then and there that, you know, we should uh, give it a try. And I, I decided that, you know, I was going to give it my all 100% focus because it's, Diane and Brenna and my boys are very important to me and if I didn't if I didn't do something I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't be here where I am now. I have to find out my internal desire to change and I did and what an amazing transformation we've had. Describe some of that transformation and then we'll head to a break and come back and continue talking. At first it was uh it was painful. It was hard to comprehend uh, from my point of view where I was, you know, as a dominating, you know, parent is my where the highway kind of parent. And it was just, it was hard for me to come to reality that I was the problem. I was the majority um, stockholder in the, the challenges we had been having as a family. And I think that it more tugged on me personally in my heart than it was anything else. You know, and as the situations came up where the change was necessary, it was just small steps. I, I had to take it in baby steps because, one, I wasn't trusting in the whole, the whole CD series because of, you know, it was, I've been doing it my way for so many years and it's changed and I don't like change. So, one, it, I had to trust it. And as I started, as I started following the parenting plan, I started seeing small victories small little glimmers of hope, and then it just came more often and more often and more often. And before I realized, you know, this stuff really is working. And now I see it as, you know, I wish I'd have done this 30 years ago when I first had my kids. We're here with the Gamblers in studio. We're going to come back to continue talking about those glimmers of hope that became literally a whole new family culture for their house when we come back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. More in a moment. Can't forgive someone in your life? Are you carrying around a deep hurt and anger? Personal peace is achievable through forgiveness. Forgiveness therapy is a form of psychotherapy that can help you reduce depression, anxiety, and anger and increase hope and joy. Dr. Robert Enright, UW-Madison professor and author of the book Eight Keys to Forgiveness, teaches that the healthiest people practice forgiveness regularly. It's a learned lifestyle. Learn more at internationalforgiveness.com. Does your child listen to you and do what you ask? Are you tired of the battles? There is hope and a fresh approach to this tiring dilemma. Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott has done research with 3,500 kids that identifies why kids stop listening and hide in their rooms. The program is called Influential Parenting, and it brings a new perspective to these issues. It's bringing joy and peace back to the parent-child relationship. Get Influential Parenting today at revivefamily.com radio. 
Parenting is a commission you receive from God when a child comes into your life. You're the guide, the mentor, the teacher who will lead and set an example. That sounds like one of the greatest assignments you could ever be given. And it is an amazing gift, but it comes with serious challenges, problems, and frustrations. Parenting can be the most difficult job there is, because there are kids with ideas that don't sync with yours. There's nonstop advice coming at you from neighbors and family members, and you've tried techniques that are supposed to work but don't. Where do you turn? You turn to revivefamily.com. It's the website created by Jeff Schott, host of Parenting in the 21st Century. Revivefamily.com has powerful resources that guide you to making better decisions as a parent or someone in the role of a parent, like a grandparent, aunt, uncle, foster parent, guardian, big brother, big sister. You'll find research studies, audio CDs, DVDs, and more, including Jeff's book, Influential Parenting, at revivefamily.com. Continuing with Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We're here with the Gamblins, and we're talking about the transformation that's kind of overtaken their family. As Mick put it, he had to make that mental commitment to jump in wholeheartedly, but then he started seeing these little steps he took led to positive signs, and those positive signs led to glimmers of hope, and those glimmers of hope then led to, you know, almost a complete transformation of the family. So, Mick, describe what the family's like today versus back then. Well, I'd say it's black and white compared to today versus back then. Uh, today, the the family dynamics is very see, happy and hardly any, if any, arguments anymore. Uh, we all kind of chip in to kind of do the, the family chore needs and, and whatnot. We sit and actually watch movies together and do stuff together, play games together, and just, you know, go out and have fun and, and, and just enjoy each other as a family, as should. So it's been a huge change. Yeah, huge would be an understatement, Jeff. It's been it's it's it, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. So Diane, why don't you speak to the changes that you've seen in the family culture and specifically with Mick? A lot less arguments, a lot less conflict. He's happier, uh, less stressed. The family itself is definitely a lot happier. Like Mick said. We laugh a lot more. We have a lot more fun together. So, Brenna, you're a teenager now. I think you've got your learner's permit. Is that right? Yes. So are you enjoying driving? Yes. <laughs> okay. So when you think about your family, you hear them talking about all of this, the change that everything's taken place. What's it like for you? Because I know, you know, so many teens are so unhappy with their families. What do you see? Compared to a lot of people from my school and who I know, it's a lot. We get along a lot better. We talk a lot more now, and we do a lot more things, like, as a family. And before, where you said you kind of felt upset and you were kind of hiding in your room, how do you feel about your family now? I do still sometimes go to my room when I'm, like, really tired and just don't feel like doing anything at all after school or something, but now I do, I come out more and sit on the couch and watch movies and stuff, and we go out and do things a lot more than when I was just hiding in my room a lot. How much does this help your perspective on your life in terms of school, in terms of sports, in terms of everything, having a family that, 
you're no longer hiding from, but a family that you actually want to hang out with, want to do things together. That's a big change. So how much has that helped with other areas of your life? It helped quite a bit, I guess. I don't ask for as much help with homework now because I get it done in school. But if I do need help, then I can I just go out. And... But you're kind of working together as a team now. Yes. When you think back, Diane, and you remember, you know, getting ready to exit the house uh, because of all the strife and all the conflict, and now you look at the family today, what do you want to tell other parents? It takes a lot of effort, but it's worth the change, and it's worth putting in the effort. And it's a team effort. It's brought us closer to our parenting, our parenting style is closer to the middle instead of so polarized. The thing I can say is your kids are worth it and your marriage is worth it. So Mick, given everything that's changed in your home, what would you say to other parents that are listening? I would say that put in the effort to make it work. This, this is an amazing effort. I've got an amazing relationship with my my daughter now, my stepdaughter now, that no, I wouldn't have had before with the way I was. I would also say that, you know, this isn't one of those things you take lightly. It's a, it's something that you need to continue to focus on and, can, and keep doing time and time and time again. And as it goes on, it just becomes second nature. You forget that you've changed your parenting styles, your parenting ways, because the family dynamics that we have experienced it has been uh, amazingly different. So what are the big differences I see from, you know, obviously doing this with my own family is that all of a sudden my kids where it was a battle to get them to do things. Now I'm viewing them differently. I'm seeing them as more capable, more um, able to take things on that all of a sudden once we're not, pressuring and and pushing and getting into arguments, all of a sudden their natural desire starts to bubble to the surface and you start to see one who they really are and all of a sudden they start taking on more responsibility. So it sounds like homework was a battle before, Mom. You know, looking at your daughter today, is is homework still a battle or has this led to a more mature daughter? Well, it's definitely led to a more mature daughter. We joke, about a year ago, she plopped down on the couch next to me, opened up her planner, which I didn't even know she had, and started writing in assignments and also um, her soccer schedule and other activities that we had in there, all on her own. And she'd been doing that for about two years. She just had to do her schedule here at the end of the school year, her remaining three years at high school for um, class schedule. She did it all on her own and posted her class schedule request within just an hour or so of it going up online and being able to. She makes really good decisions, especially when we step away. That's so hard for parents to believe. You know, I know from speaking to thousands of parents around the country that they hear, you know, when we step back, they make better decisions. Uh, Brenna, why do you think that's the case, that when parents step back, all of a sudden you started making better, different decisions around homework and school, life in general? Why is that the case, Brenna? I think mainly because I can make my own choices and I wasn't told how to or what to do with certain things. 
and they started saying that you have to make your own decisions and think of like what would happen after that so that you know that you're making the right decision, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense to me because in my research I found that you know, given the the adolescent brain and given expectations, which are two of the, you know, expectations is a big thing that in parenting, if we have high expectations, our kids will achieve. But what I found in the response to so many of the teenagers and preteens I sat down and talked with in the research was the more that their parents pushed, the less they saw any future thing. They didn't think about the future. They didn't think about the outcome of their decisions. They just thought about pushing back or reacting against their parent. Is that something you've seen with some of your friends? Yes. Mick, what's been the biggest single change you've made as a father? The biggest single thing I've changed is trusting. Trusting my kids, trusting the decisions that they're going to make. And if they do make a bad decision or a wrong decision, talking, being able to talk with them and walk them through it so that we're all on the same page and we understand what's going on and what could happen if we make, you know, wrong decisions. But I think the biggest thing is, is, main, is, is definitely trust, trusting Brenna and trusting my kids. Interesting. So it's trust. And the hardest part of that is previously you wanted to control so control means you weren't trusting. And so uh, why why was it hard to trust initially? I would have to boil it back to my upbringing and stuff like that, that I didn't have, um, didn't feel trusted as a teenager myself. So I just carried that on through my parenting style that I figured that my parents were the professionals. You know, I didn't know anything and, and, and they didn't trust me, so I didn't trust my kids. But... I come to realize that, you know, kids are smarter than I gave them credit for. Um, they're a lot more understanding than I gave them credit for. I just felt that it was all it was all about me and it was my way or there was no other way. Like I said, the biggest thing was to let go of that control that I had and let let uh let us be part of a family. Let us, you know, make decisions together. Let's talk together calmly, openly, and often. That's a huge change your family went through from being controlling and no trust to, to trust in open conversations, learning, growing. We hear Brenna, you know, a teenager here on the, on the radio with us, you know, talking about how much of a difference it made for her from hiding in her room to coming out of her room. And that's really what Youth Transition Network's all about is helping families draw together and creating kids who are mature, ready, and able to make those decisions. And so, Gamblins, we're so grateful for you joining us today. And Mick's going to be back here for another session where we're going to be talking about that whole tendency we have as parents to believe we need to and have to control our kids because our research is showing us that it absolutely leads to train wrecks over and over again. That's it for this edition of Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return again next week with another program designed to help you become a wiser, better parent. 
Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support. Forgiveness Education, a concept developed by Dr. Robert Enright at the UW-Madison more than three decades ago. He has developed curriculum to teach forgiveness to students K-12. Course materials have been used in Northern Ireland, in U.S. inner cities, and in Africa with measurable success in the reduction of anger and a commitment to choosing forgiveness rather than hurt, anger, and resentment. If you're an educator, please investigate Forgiveness Education at internationalforgiveness.com. Are you concerned about your kids and looking for hope? Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott has a brave new approach that is dramatically changing the lives of kids and parents for the better. The program is called Influential Parenting, and it targets the root of motivation and behavior issues rather than whacking away at behavior that leads to conflict. The program is available in an online class on an audio CD or DVD. Get Influential Parenting today at revivefamily.com radio. Families have issues. There are times when stress levels intensify. You don't know where to turn for help. You want relief, but old parenting techniques aren't working. Where do you find answers? Where can you find relief? You're desperate for new ideas and new insights. Start by visiting revivefamily.com. That's where you'll find resources developed by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott. Some families struggle with a lack of communication, defiant behavior, and anger issues. The list goes on with bullying, seeming lack of motivation and withdrawal. Any of those sound familiar? All produce stress and all are family challenges that do have answers. Visit revivefamily.com to find audio CDs, DVDs, and Jeff's book, Influential Parenting. Revivefamily.com is where you'll find relief from the stresses of parenting. Visit revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent.